In the name of the one true living God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may remember me. I am the rector of Texarkana, but lately I've been the rector from Texarkana. It's good to see all of you. My family is in Canada, so I'm here with my other family, and it's our pleasure especially to welcome today uh, the, the friends of the late Lindy Lawrence for a window dedication immediately following this Mass. A true story, when George Bush Sr. was president, he was doing his public relations thing and was visiting a nursing home. And he came upon a very, very old man hobbling down the corridor. And the president shook the man's hand and asked, sir, do you know who I am? And the man replied, no, but if you ask one of the nurses, she will tell you. <laughs> now I think of that story every time today's feast rolls around. Do you know the meaning of the phrase Corpus Christi? It's a Latin term, but most of us are familiar with it. We have Corpus Christi, Texas. We also know that the English translation is body of Christ. But what are we really celebrating today? So I want us to explore the three meanings of this feast by looking at the title, Corpus Christi, Body of Christ. So the first thing that we celebrate today is the Corpus Christi of the Eucharist, the body and blood of Christ which is given to us in Holy Communion. And it is the 2,000-year-old belief of the Church that in the Eucharist, our Lord Jesus Christ is really and truly present, veiled under the forms of bread and wine. At the Last Supper, Jesus took bread, and after he had given thanks, he said, this is my body. He did not say, this is something to remind you of my body. He did not say, this is a symbol of my body. He did not say, this is something like my body. No. He said, this is my body, very clearly. And that is why St. Paul in the epistle today can underline this truth. The cup of blessing which we bless, is it not a participation in the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not a participation in the body of Christ? Again, very clear. And elsewhere in 1 Corinthians, St. Paul writes, that those who receive the Lord's body and blood unworthily bring condemnation upon themselves. He says, for that reason, there are many weak and sick among you, and some of you have died. Now, a mere symbol could hardly have the power to cause sickness and death. Yet again, Scripture is so clear. So we believe, along with the other Christians in the world, that what are bread and wine are changed through the words of Christ spoken by his priest and the action of the Holy Spirit into his body and blood. 
we are more literal than the fundamentalists, I think, on this point. We believe that this is my body means precisely that. You've no doubt noticed that when we begin the Eucharistic prayer, we begin by speaking of bread and wine, but when you kneel at the rail, the language is all about body and blood. What rests on our hands or on our tongues, what passes our lips is the body and blood, the body and soul, the humanity and divinity of the God, man, Jesus Christ. And it would be utter lunacy and the worst blasphemy to say that unless Jesus had not revealed it to be so. My flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed, he says. So the first thing we celebrate is the Corpus Christi really and truly present in Holy Communion. But there's another meaning to the title of today's feast. Not only is the body of Christ in your hand, it is present all around you. We are the Corpus Christi. The whole history of the Old and the New Testament, the whole history of God's dealings with humanity is God calling people into common unity, into community with himself and with one another. In the Old Testament, this community was called Israel. In the New Testament, this community is called church. And so often we forget that the church is not buildings or organizations or bishops or priests, but we the people who are the church. I've told you before, I think of, I think it was my first week here in Texarkana 15 years ago, and I was going to the bank to sign a signature card. Someone in the bank said, Father, you have such a nice church. And I said, yeah, and the buildings are good too. At our baptism, each one of us was made a member of this Corpus Christi, of which Christ is the head. And as members of the body, the isolationism and individualism that alienates us from God and one another is overcome. Sin, let us not forget, is a little three-letter word with a great big I in the middle of it. And in the body, the I becomes we, and it's by being part of the body that we are carried beyond our petty and worldly concerns to have our vision stretched to eternity, eternity in heaven. For the body of Christ is not only we here this morning, but also that blessed company of all faithful people, as well as the souls in paradise and the angels and saints in heaven. And as members of the body, we are so much more than we could ever be as mere individuals. And if you'll forgive me a little bit of an aside, that is why it is such a grave matter when Christians succumb to those forces of isolation and individualism and refuse to gather with the body of Christ when it gathers on Sunday. The I is put before the we, and everyone is impoverished. The individual is less than he could be, and the church is less than she could be. 
The thing is, with a body, the actions of each member affect the whole. But when all members function as part of the whole, then we who are many partake of the one bread and the voices of men and women and children on earth are united in praise and song with the angels and archangels and the whole company of heaven, and we become like the incense, a fragrant offering to the Father, a sacrifice of praise and prayer which is holy and pleasing in his sight. So the Corpus Christi in our hands, the Corpus Christi around us, the church. And there is yet a third meaning to the title of today's feast. We, the church, are meant to be the body of Christ in the world. There are billions of people in this world. There are millions of people in this nation. There are thousands of people in this city who do not know Jesus. They might know of him, but they do not know him. You work with some of them. Others live next door to you. Still others live under the same roof as you. And how will they come to know him but through you? It is the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist that enables us to be the real presence of Jesus in the world. You know, it's so tempting, isn't it, to keep Jesus as our own possession, for the church to turn in on itself as a holy huddle. But it cannot be that way because Jesus says that he gives his flesh not only for we, the church, but for the life of the world. So how are you and I the Corpus Christi to those who do not know the Lord Jesus? Well, we proclaim to everyone that Jesus is Lord of Lords by allowing him to be Lord of every aspect of our life, in our home, in our workplace, in the boardroom, in the bedroom, on Sunday, as well as Monday. We proclaim Jesus as King of Kings by our allegiance to him. When your car is gone from your driveway on Sunday morning, let the whole world see and know that it is your highest priority and your greatest joy to be in this his throne room and give him the homage he is due because he is worthy. We proclaim Jesus as the Alpha and the Omega by making him the beginning and everything of everything we do. We seek his guidance before we start something and we give thanks to him when it is finished. We proclaim far and wide that Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us, by being with people who are sick and friendless and needy. We proclaim that he is the good shepherd by gently guiding those under our care, whether they be children or employees or elderly parents. We proclaim in our life that Jesus is the Son of Righteousness, 
by having neither truck nor trade with evil in any form and by seeking justice for every human being. We proclaim that Jesus is the light of the world by bringing his light to all those that sit in darkness and the shadow of death. Christians ought to be happy, sunny, joyful people who shine the light of Christ into the dark corners of the lives of those around us. And we proclaim that Jesus is the Holy One by striving to be holy. Holiness is attractive. That is why Mother Teresa was more beautiful than any runway model. Holiness does not mean perfect. It means set apart. And Christianity is the true alternative lifestyle. So we let our priorities and our goals and our manners and our speech and the way we spend our money and the way we spend our time differently from those around us. We let them see Christ in, with, and through you. And so we ask for God's strength to be the Corpus Christi for the world. We give thanks that God has called us into community with himself and with others to be the Corpus Christi. We give thanks for the body and blood given to us week by week by week by week in Holy Communion. We ask for God's strengthening grace that we might be the real presence of Christ in the world. Blessed, hallowed, worshipped, and adored be our Lord Jesus Christ on his throne of glory in heaven, in the most holy sacrament of the altar, and in the hearts and lives of his faithful people, even to the end of the ages. Amen. We stand and we proclaim our faith, saying, We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty.